But I wanted very specific for myself, very specific steps to take in order to write a cozy that was going to work for readers. And so that was my goal. And it made it just made it easier for me to write. So when I wanted to write my books, it was it I just opened up my own workbook and I'm like, okay, next step, next step. This is yeah. what I should have, <laughs> you know, in the next scene. Does it feel like cozy mysteries are making a comeback? Well, it did to me. So I reached out to cozy expert Natasha C. Sass. She quite literally wrote the book on cozy mysteries. And today we're going to hear what she has to say about the best way to write a cozy. I'm David Gwynn, an agented writer navigating the world of traditional publishing. During this first season of the Thriller 101 podcast, we're going to focus on building the skills necessary to write the kinds of thrillers that land you an agent and readers. I'm talking to agents, authors, and other industry professionals about the best way to write a novel. If you want the expert secrets, this is where you're going to find them. Last week on the podcast, we talked to Aaron Flanagan. And so I started sketching out the novel, and by the end of the weekend, I felt like I I knew what I wanted to do. Of course, it changed completely. Like, that sketch did me no good. I, I felt great about myself <laughs> for like... 24 hours. And then, <laughs> then I started writing and it all hell broke loose. She shared how she methodically builds tension in her thrillers. I've linked that in the description if you haven't already listened to it. So whether you're planning on writing a cozy mystery or not, today's guest shares so much great information that will work across any of the thriller, suspense, or mystery genres. Plus, she's a special gift for Thriller 101 listeners, which we'll be talking about a little bit later. Today's guest has been in the publishing industry for 20 years. She's helped to organize regional conferences for authors and teaches classes on writing and self-publishing. As a former corporate trainer, she breaks down the complex into understandable pieces to make the business of writing faster and easier. And you're certainly going to see that in our interview today. Her best-selling book, How to Write a Cozy Mystery Step-by-Step, is now available. And she's been in the cozy space since 2021, where she published under the pen name Julia Cody. Let's get right into the interview because there's a lot to cover. Natasha, thanks so much for being here and part of the interview series. I'm really excited to chat with you. Oh, it's great to be here. Thanks. Yeah. So (laughs) I want to go all the way back to the beginning here and, and talk to you a little bit about how you got into the publishing world. Have you always been interested in in writing and books? Yeah, I think when I was like seven years old, I read Little House on the Prairie. And like, that was a novel for me, right? And I, as soon as I read it, and I knew that she had written the book, I was like, oh, people can write the books. Like I just, once that hit my brain, I was like, I have to be a writer. And I've always been that way ever since. So yeah, it's always been, I have done my, my work in the technical field. I was a tech support person for the longest time and I learned training through that. And then I, as soon as I had kids, I was like, I'm staying home. I have all this extra time. I'll write books. Yeah. You have kids. You don't have all the extra time, but (laughs) I I did my best. I did my best. That's cool. And we talked a little bit before we started recording and and we're emailing back and forth and you're like an absolute expert when it comes to cozy mysteries. And I I feel like they're having this moment right now. Like they're just like blowing up. I feel like they're everywhere. What is it you like so much about cozy mysteries? I love the, well, the cozy feel of them. Like one, I love the puzzle. Like the puzzle is like, okay, who did it? Like the whodunit part is my favorite, but that really it's, it's, the starting the world in a cozy space where, you know, everything is good and happy and something like the murder happens and it turns everything upside down, but in a pleasant way. <laughs> and then and then it moves along and you try to solve this puzzle. It's really about the puzzle. And then everything is right with the world again at the end of the book. And I just adore that process of 
could it be this? Could it be that? And dropping the clues and the red herrings, it's just the best to read and to and to write them. So I'm dying to know what you think. Like, what is it about maybe this time? Does it I mean, does it feel like to you that the the cozies are having a moment here or is it just me? I think it's more. No, I no, I think. They've been around a while. I think advent of indie publishing also pushed them up too. But I we're seeing more and more movies and TV geared towards cozies. And I think that's why you're seeing you're just seeing it more, right? So, you know, Knives Out kind of opened the 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 big to Ryan Johnson and he, Poker Face is Poker Face is not a cozy, but you know, his style and just I think that kind of opened the door for people to start seeing cozies in a different way. So that's cool. Yeah. I I feel like we think a lot about cozy mysteries when we think of like older authors, like from the past. And I feel Mm -hmm. like they really are. And maybe it is just that kind of pop culture, you know, the popular movies coming out that that really makes it feel like people are like, okay, this is fun. Like, and it is, it's a really fun ride to go on. I think because you know, that, or, or at least you assume because it's a cozy, like, you, you okay, everything's going to kind of work out in the end, that there's like a yeah. lighter tone. Like you get the mm-hmm. same grit of some type of crime or something happening, you know, something on the darker side. But the tone is slightly different, which I know I, I do want to ask you about a little bit later. Yeah, there's always a happy ending yeah. at the end of a cozy. <laughs> they, there's never a bad ending. So, you know, you know what you're getting into when you open a cozy. So yeah, I think that means a lot to readers, too. So. Tell us about your your new book that just came out, How to Write a Cozy Mystery, Step by Step. And and from what I'm hearing, it's having a ton of success. So can you tell us a little bit about it and, and what kind of what, how readers are responding to it? Yeah, well, the book itself uh, started originally with a course that I began. And that began because of a workbook I created for myself when I was writing. Like I needed some guidance for myself when I was writing books. And it worked so well, I created a course for other writers to take to learn how to do it. That worked well, but they students would ask for more examples from other cozy authors and and more details. So I put together the book, How to Write a Cozy Mystery, step by step, because it breaks down a different way of plotting than like Save the Cat and like story structure and things like that. So I wanted to share that. And so I put that together. And I really I loved building the book out. It's it was a lot of fun. And it's it is it's having a heyday right now. I'm very happy. So (laughs) yeah, Amazon bestseller, right? Yeah. That's fantastic. Congratulations. Congratulations. I'm hearing it does help people understand cozies better. So that was my goal. And I'm really, really proud of it. So yeah, well, I've actually I've been on your email list. I I forget since when and the stuff that you share is so valuable that I like don't write cozies. But I was like, maybe I will someday I'll hang out on this email and like get get (laughs) some stuff. So I can't even imagine how helpful the book is. I, I can't even I can't even imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it uh, helped me write my books so that the steps that I take in the book is something that I use for myself. And I think a lot of uh, trainers and teachers do that is they they learn something for themselves and then teach it and they learn it even better. So I felt like I learned how to write cozies even better after teaching it. So, yeah, it was a really good steps for me in my writing. Great. So here on the podcast, because I do this this pitch series with with literary agents, we talk a lot about opening pages because, as you know, those are the ones that hook agents or readers or publishers or kind of wherever you want your book to land. It really a lot hinges on those first couple of pages. And because I write thrillers, I, I tend to talk a lot about thrillers, but 
a lot of people who listen are writing a cozy or write cozy mysteries. And so I brought you on as, as our expert here. What needs to be in those, what maybe three yeah. to five things need to be in the, in the opening of a cozy mystery? Yeah, yeah. So with a cozy, you're in, you have to introduce the story in the cozy world. So the, everyone's comfortable. There's, you're not, you can be in medias res, but not in a drama type setting, right? Like a thriller might be. So you introduce the cozy world the where everything is peaceful and calm. And usually you start with your sleuth, you introduce the sleuth and the sidekick and their relationship. And it's usually when I like to introduce both of them together in their community-based job. That seems to be a, a, a mainstay in cozies is this community-based job. It helps actually solve the crimes because they get access to the community where they get the information. So you start with building that relationship out. And the sidekick in a crime novel is that person, that sounding board for the sleuth as they go through the process of solving the crime. So you set that relationship up. And then I think the next thing that I would do in the beginning is that internal question that pretty much every character in every book has that the question that the reader needs solved by the end of the book or the end of a series or or whatever that 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 angst or question that the the that they're the main characters trying to solve for themselves that's the question you kind of want to pose at the beginning and that kind of pulls a reader into reading an entire you know series or a or the book itself so i usually try to get that question in early and then the Unique thing for cozies, I think, that you want to do early on is introduce the sleuth's special skill. So if you've watched Monk or, let's see, Psych or any of the cozy mystery-esque TV shows, you'll know that, like, Monk has OCD and the and that helps him be extremely observant. And Sean in Psych is also hyper-observant because his dad made him that way. And so that's special skill and you usually show that very early on because that is foreshadowing what's going to help them solve the crime in like act three and the into act four so that those are the three top things that i would that you really have to kind of focus on in that beginning okay let's pause there for a second if you're anything like me you're listening to this podcast on the go and you're probably in the car or on a walk so i want to summarize what we've heard so far first let's go over those three suggestions for how to open a cozy mystery One, start your cozy in the cozy world. This means that they're comfortable, not necessarily drama-fueled the way a thriller might be. Hearing this made me think a lot about the way most movies open. The main character is just living her life and we're given a front row seat to the normal world. To do this, you'll want to introduce the sleuth, her sidekick, and the community-based job that will ultimately help them get access to the community of the cozy world. Number two, What is the overarching internal question that needs to be solved? This sounds like it's different than just the crime. It's about what readers want to know and have solved by the end of the book. Lastly, you want to introduce the sleuth's special skill. What can they do that is unique and will ultimately help them solve the crime? In the next part of the interview, Natasha and I talk about how to nail the tricky tone of the cozy mystery. She's also going to share that resource that I told you about in the opening, but I'll let her talk about it first, and then I'll actually share my experience with it. Let's head back to the interview. It's funny to hear like shades of the way they're similar to a thriller, but also not at all. And like well, yeah. how it really feels different. I mean, structure for all the books are very similar. True. And so my 
what I wanted to do with this book and my classes was try to drill it down to what exactly does it look like for a cozy? Like it, the, the overall plotting and arc and everything, they're very similar. If you look at Save the Cat and you look at story structure and, and all, the, all the books on plotting, they're very similar. They use different words to describe things, but they're the same thing. But I wanted very specific for myself, very specific steps to take in order to write a cozy that was going to work for readers. And so that was my goal. And it made it just made it easier for me to write. So when I wanted to write my books, it was it I just open up my own workbook and I'm like, okay, next step, next step. This is yeah. what I should have, <laughs> you know, in the next scene. So yeah. That's great. So the other thing I wanted to ask you about, which I think is like quintessential, unmistakable cozy, which is is the tone, right? Like that mm. feeling where yes, someone's missing, yes, there's a dead body, yeah. but there's like a light hardness to tone. Do you have any advice uh, for writers on how to like kind of strike that balance? Yeah, I, I think it's really important to understand the cozy tone when you're writing a cozy. If you're off on it, the readers are very vocal about not like, hey, this doesn't <laughs> happen in these books. Because they're going into it looking for a very specific story that is usually very clean. There's usually not any swearing. And of course, different authors vary on their level of tone, you know, up and down. There's You can go very humorous to a little bit more serious, but there's still parameters, right? If I were advising anybody that wanted to write cozies, I'd say you want to go in and look at your subgenre of cozy that you're going to write in. So there's historical, the, the cozy cat, the cozy craft, cozy culinary, and then paranormal, which is the witch cozies. So each one of those subgenres, you go and you read in that subgenre because there's very specific things and tone in each one of those that you want to try to strike a balance with. And you really can't learn, like I can't say this is the tone because you, you really need to have kind of a, you know, read 10 to 20 of the books you kind of get an idea of where that is. But in general, it's clean. There's no harm to any animals or children or or vulnerable adults. Like the, it's very, that's a hard and fast rule. But in general, everything's a little flexible, but there are rules. And so the best way to understand it is to read inside the subgenre. Yeah, I think considering reader expectation is really important, really in any genre, mm -hmm. like there's certain things. Yes, there's some flexibility, like you mentioned, you always want to come up with some type of unique premise, but it certainly has to play by some rules because readers are expecting that. I mean, they're picking up that book for a reason yeah. and you want to make sure you're giving them what they want. I'm like stuck on which cozy. I'm like, I need some of that in my life. <laughs> I've actually, I, I'm shifting gears and I'm, I was writing light paranormal cozy. Now I'm going to go over to on witch cozies and 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 do that so i'm gonna do my research i'm gonna go dig deep i'm already reading lots it's gonna be fun that's one of the things about cozy mysteries that i love so much is that i it's just gonna be a fun ride like it's gonna be fun learning how to write the style that i want the the characters i'm gonna learn i i just i love it it's like a good time <laughs> Yeah. So speaking of reading, I'm I'm curious. So for people like me who are listening and they're like, wait, cozy seem kind of cool. Can you give us a few recommendations for some recent novels that you kind of personally enjoyed that people might want to check out? I really hesitate on saying specific ones because I will go towards the very humorous ones if I can. But there's such a wide range. So again, I would pick, you know, is it historical that you like? Is it the witch cozies that you want to go into and really dig into the top sellers in that in that subgenre because you're going to find something that you're going to love. 
<laughs> yeah, that's great. No, I mean, I think that's great advice for people to think about. I didn't even know there were cozy subgenres. And now, like I said, I think I, I think I found a new subgenre that I'm into, which is fun. <laughs> so the, the nature of whether you're whether you're somebody who's querying, you know, self-publishing or indie publishing, you really need to make a splash in some way. And so if there's someone sitting there listening to this, a lot of people who listen are trying to go traditional publishing, trying to land an agent. Is there a piece of advice, something that you think is the most important? Like, hey, if you're going to write a cozy, make sure you do this thing. Like, what is that kind of maybe one piece of advice that you have? Mm, that's a good question. I think if if we're looking at traditional market, I would look at traditional cozies that are published because they're slightly different than the indie published cozy mysteries. And I would just, I would look at those and see who's publishing them, what agents are repping them and, and read those books. There's like a very slight shift between the two. And I think it's really important if you are going to the traditional market to pay attention to that specifically, of course, read widely, always read widely, but if that's what you're targeting, then I would I would look there. I can't speak on that. I mean, I I was traditional starting out. I did middle grade, and I think part of the voice in cozies is very similar to middle grade voice. But yeah, I haven't uh, I haven't researched uh, traditional cozy. I do independently publish, so I love the speed of that for me. I don't have a long attention span, so my books are <laughs> short. My publishing schedule's quick. So, yeah. And so let me ask you: Do you see a difference in topic for traditionally published versus indie published or are you seeing like what no, differences that, are you they're, noting they're longer i think traditionally published cozies are, are on the longer side but again cozy readers are very flexible as long as they mm. get that puzzle and it gets solved from you know beginning to end then they're they're happy so I'm going to say these things, but I, that can change by the time the podcast airs. So, you know, I know that there's some shift towards trying to get a younger audience in traditional cozies. I don't know if that will be successful. I know a majority of my readers are over 65. So I know who my audience is. I think traditional is trying to see if they can pull in younger audiences. I don't know how that's going to work for them, but that's why you really do need to research when you're if that's the market you're going to target then then definitely check the books out that are exactly where you want to land natasha you are like an absolute wealth of knowledge i feel like <laughs> i could ask you a million questions sure. because like i said I, you like you share so much great information uh, i would love anyone who's listening if you're thinking about cozies find natasha so natasha where can people find you where can people look you up sure. okay well first you can find me at my website it's natashacsass.com and I have my workshops and everything on there. You can you can find information there. If you are looking into cozies, I have a workbook that walks you through building your sleuth and building your side characters, making sure they're on point for your readers. So that's available for free. And then if you guys can check out my book, that would be awesome. It's how to write a cozy mystery step by step. And that's available wherever you buy books. So I'll link to all that stuff. So if you're listening and you're like me and you're like, wait, cozy sound like a lot of fun. I will link to all that stuff so that you have quick access to Natasha. Natasha, this has been so much fun. I feel like I've learned so much about cozies and just about kind of the, the style and the tone and what to include. So this has been really fun. Thanks oh, so much thank for being you. here. Thank you for having me. All right. So that's it. Like I said, I really liked hearing about the similarities and differences between cozies and more traditional thrillers. And if you have any recommendations for which cozies, send them my way. Natasha shared a really cool resource. I have to be honest, I went through this workbook and I think you might actually see a cozy mystery for me in the future. 
It's a really well-organized workbook that gave me so many cool ideas. If you're considering a cozy, I highly suggest you check out the link in the description because I think it'll help organize your thoughts. Also, I write a weekly newsletter through Thriller 101 with exclusive information, advice, and updates you only get in the newsletter. I talk about goal setting, systems, productivity, and I share the best resources and advice from Thriller writers from all around the internet. If you want to level up on your writing skills, be sure to subscribe. There's a link in the description where you can do that. Next time on the podcast, I'll be talking to Tori Westminster about how she's grown her social media account to over 20,000 followers. She gives really actionable advice, so be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss that episode next week, and I'll see you then.